Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This is Bloomberg Crypto, a daily Bloomberg iHeart podcast. And I'm Stacey Marie Ishmael, Managing Editor of Crypto for Bloomberg News. It's Wednesday, January 4th. I'm Valdana Hayrek, in today for Stacey Marie Ishmael. Miami has always been famous for its beaches, its beautiful people, and glamorous nightlife. But more recently, the city's caught attention and a lot of heat for trying to establish itself as a crypto hub, the center of the digital assets movement. Miami has witnessed an influx of crypto startups as entrepreneurs flock to the city, attracted by its charismatic, crypto-friendly mayor, Francis Suarez, and the promise of lower taxes. The signs are everywhere. There's crypto-specific happy hours, major conferences, a retail space dedicated to Solana, and even a token just for the city and its residents, Miami Coin. And then, of course, there's FTX. The now-bankrupt crypto exchange had the naming rights to the basketball arena for the Miami Heat. And just about a month before its stunning collapse, The exchange had plans to move one of its top branches to the heart of the city's financial center, a move that was supported by the mayor himself. In the aftermath of the FTX collapse and the overall negative sentiment in crypto markets, the city has faced tough questions about its part in the digital asset industry's future. My colleague Carly Wana was recently down in Miami, and she joins us now to tell us about everything she saw and heard. It's an appealing place to live. The weather is awesome. The beach is right there. And as they get more infrastructure and they get more banks and financial institutions, it's really going to grow and has a pretty solid selling point for other businesses to come down there. Carly, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, maybe just to start, you can tell us about how Miami became a crypto hotbed, a crypto hotspot. Right. I would say a lot of that traces back to the guy that you mentioned already. That is Mayor Francis Suarez. He's been mayor now for several years, and he's pushed for a number of companies to move down to Miami, right? So it's not just crypto. It's also hedge funds, VCs, tech companies. And he's really touted Miami as like almost in New York. And like you see it when you're there. Some of the restaurants are even the same. The downtown even kind of feels a little bit similar. Is that like New York buzz? I mean, I'm in Midtown right now. So he's pushed for a lot of these companies to move down there. And a lot of the push has been specifically through crypto. And obviously that has sustained despite all that crypto has been through recently. Yeah. And obviously crypto has been through a lot, which is why you went down to Miami to check out everything that was going on. So maybe tell us about the general attitude of people when you were talking to them. Like, did you go to some crypto bars maybe? (laughs) And what were people telling you about how they're feeling about everything that's been going on? Right. So I went down there post FTX collapse and bankruptcy. And the basic question that we wanted to ask was, 
this city that has made itself into a crypto capital, has that changed and will that change? And so went about that kind of centering the trip on these two conferences that, I mean, literally a 10 minute walk away from one another. There was one called Decentral and there was one called Web3. And crypto conferences are, they're wild crazy. Like there was a sports car. It was electric blue parked outside of one of the conferences. The other conference was a little bit more buttoned up, but still a lot of people, a lot of builders, people who had started their own companies, hopefuls about NFT projects and Web3 design. So that was the basis. A lot of music, right? Right. So much A lot of fog machines. Fog machines. (laughs) The weirdest booth was there was one where there was a man just for no reason at all dressed up like Donald Trump. And I have no idea what that had to do with their booth, except for, I think, to like pull people in. Right. So it was a crazy scene overall. Went to some after party events. The week I was there, it was also Art Basel. Mm -hmm. So went to some specific Art Basel parties, which has, I'm sure we'll get into it, but also its own kind of crypto bent to it. So it was the perfect way to ask the question of how is the crypto community feeling post FTX? The way I would answer that is honestly pretty good. (laughs) Not the same, though. It was different. And I wasn't down there for this exact same week last year. But people said, you know, the conferences were maybe half as many people as they were before. Art Basel, market sentiment in general is very different than it was last year. But they said that the hype, the fervor, it wasn't quite there. That's not to say, though, that people aren't enthusiastic. A lot of people said that in some ways... The bear market to them just symbolizes that the crypto tourists are out and what's left is the real crypto believers. And those are the people that I guess I met with the most in Miami. It was the people who are sticking around in bear or bull markets. This is so interesting to me because I've been to so many crypto conferences in my lifetime. And so I know the feeling of the techno music starting at like 7 a.m. and the fog machines adding this crypto vibe to the whole conference. But that's so interesting to me that people are still very hopeful. So hopeful. So happy. I mean, it doesn't hold across the board. People are obviously realistic. They're they're down about the fact that prices are down, but they are they are partying on, I will say. And I think you had some very interesting conversations with some people down there. Right. Yeah. So while I was in Miami, I spoke with a lot of startup founders. I started people with I spoke with people who work and live in the space. One guy who I spoke with, his name is Hussam Aboud with dot name. That's a blockchain naming service aggregator. It aligns a user's name and their actual money address and his wallet address and all of his other naming services. It's essentially like the first NFT. Um, And he told me why he's not giving up on Miami. Miami's doing great job. It's not just becoming. It is actually, it is a hub for for technology, not just crypto, I would say, and because of all the, like, reasons. And it's an extremely fun place. End of the day, you want to be in a place where, you know, you wake up morning and it's a lovely weather and then you go, you know, you go to for a run or you go to swim a little bit and you party at night. You want to be in a place where it's actually, it's fun. And there is no such place that where you... You wake up every morning and you feel you're still young and beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Young and beautiful. Exactly. Who who doesn't want to feel that way? And you do in Miami. I mean, it's. I was down there in 
basically winter type weather. It should be Christmas season. There were Christmas trees and it was 80 degrees outside. Yeah, I love this. So is that what's so different about the Miami atmosphere that makes it so attractive for crypto entrepreneurs? It's one of the things. And I will say, too, that this has been an accelerated interest of moving to different southern cities as hubs for tech, not only just crypto, but that was really accelerated by the pandemic, too, when there was a work from anywhere push and Miami became one of the really big benefactors of that and crypto as an industry that traditionally has been pretty flexible with remote working kind of a question of, well, if you can be anywhere, why not be to Miami? And it's especially true for Miami and the fact that there are so many conferences, there are so many events and so many networking opportunities. I mean, endless things if you go on event, right, of happy hours, coffee meetups. One guy was telling me that there will just be like poolside hangouts type things that are crypto networking activities. And that activity and adventure is still there. And one thing that was true from some and a lot of other people I talked with, it's not their first bear market. So they've seen the cycles and they remain pretty confident that they will be able to weather the down cycle now. And then what about the role that Francis Suarez has played? How has he, how how big of a promoter has he been of crypto and, and how much was he behind some of the biggest changes that we've seen within Miami in terms of seeing these different FTX sponsorships, for instance, or any other crypto-centric or crypto-related development in the city. Right. So he's been huge. He's been very pro-business and he's been very pro-crypto. I think Miami could easily be uh, one of the most globally significant uh, cities. Uh, I think it can be what I call the capital of capital, a place where if you want to build a business, uh, if you want to innovate, there is no better place on the planet because we're in the intersection of New York, uh, South America, uh, Silicon Valley and and Israel and the Middle East. And so I think we're strategically located and positioned very well for the future. We have a tremendous ability to grow. We have, uh, we're inviting- He remains very pro-crypto. Um, so I went to this one conference where he was a primary speaker. He launched off the conference and in his speech, he did not mention FTX by name the entire time, but you knew what he was talking about. He Interesting. kept referencing, yeah, I mean, he kept referencing the down cycles and how everything's changed. He didn't name any names, but he said they're going to continue on. They're going to keep building. Miami is still a crypto capital. It's a crypto city, you know, and he's done that through various campaigns to bring people down there. He encouraged FTX to move down there. He encouraged other companies to set up their headquarters, too. He also had this Miami coin initiative, which was basically a a city coin established for Miami. So like Miami even had its own cryptocurrency at some point, and that was because of Mayor Suarez. So I don't think it's even possible to, to, to overstate how important he was to all of these companies taking up Miami as their home. Coming up, more with Bloomberg reporter Carly Wana on how the future of crypto is shaping up in Miami. We'll be right back. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Festival. 
So you mentioned FTX. That obviously was one of the biggest stories within crypto in 2022. What sort of presence did they have in the city? Right. So in 2021, they announced that they would be setting up some sort of offices there. And so our understanding is that there was a physical office in Miami for FTX. It's been there for a while now, but originally their FTX US headquarters had been in Chicago earlier this year. Within months of them opening up in Chicago, FTX US announces, just kidding, we're moving from Chicago and we are setting up camp in Miami. That happened just a couple of months, a few months ago now. Two months later, they obviously filed for bankruptcy, but even a month before FTX filed, they were still according to reports, actively encouraging staffers to move down there. What we learned when we were there is that they were actually eyeing property at this really nice kind of luxury office building called 1450 Brickle Ave. It's where a lot of other banks and investment types are set up. I mean, space goes for $90 a square foot, right? It's a very nice building. So they had all eyes sat on this building. And then, of course, you know, FTX files for bankruptcy, and it's hard to know exactly what is going on with FTX US. Sam Bankman Freed has tweeted out recently enough, although before charges were brought up because he hasn't been quite as active on Twitter since that has happened, he did tweet out that to his knowledge, FTX US remained solvent. It's really fuzzy what exactly the details are. Regardless, FTX US was setting up its headquarters in Miami, and the footprint of FTX is elsewhere on that city. People told me that there was just places on the beach where you'd kind of see the FTX name or logo or they'd have an advertising push. You know, they were at Formula One races last year having parties. They even had this kind of clubby Solana spaces type thing. And of course, there was the FTX arena that is home of the NBA Miami Heat. And Miami-Dade County is now asking a federal bankruptcy court for immediate right to terminate that agreement with them and get the FTX logo stripped off of it, despite the fact that, I mean, that was a thick deal. It was $135 million across 19 years. Yeah, obviously having your name tied to the arena and everything and then having this fallout, it sort of mars the whole experience. Yeah. But (laughs) but can you also talk about... You, you were with crypto people at crypto conferences where they were specifically gathering to talk about what's going on with crypto. But what about the general population within Miami? How much crypto adoption actually is there? Because we did have this huge push, as you mentioned, by the mayor. But is did crypto actually have a stronghold in, in Miami? Or is it just that crypto fans would flock there to celebrate together, to party together, to be together when when they can be. Right. When I talk to people in the area, they kind of use the term crypto tourist a lot. At first, I thought... What it does was, that mean? Tell us. Right, right. So it was kind of I had to fill in the gaps. At first, one person used it and I thought, wow, what a weird thing that they say. And then I kept hearing this term. What my understanding came to be of this concept of crypto tourist was it was people who didn't necessarily live in Miami a couple of years ago and had just come there for the crypto hype. I mean, last November 2021, crypto prices were skyrocketing. I mean, Bitcoin was over 60K and Miami saw it. They felt it. They felt this influx of people coming in, wanting to be a part of this scene. Now what they're saying is that 
what's left is the people who are trying to build products. They say that the conversation is more serious, that it's some people said exactly like quantity or quality over quantity. You know, the the conversations are better even if there's fewer people who are a part of it. And I talked to some folks too who were actually from Miami and who have seen it through a lot of different cycles. One of them was Roxette Irvine. She runs an incubation co-working space in Wynwood in an accelerator program. She partnerships with Tatum, which is a Web3 infrastructure for development company. I was so glad I met her. She was the perfect person to talk to. And she had a lot of thoughts about FTX and about crypto and how it had changed the city. She said that FTX was really present in promo and marketing campaigns. You saw that in the parties. You saw that in Art Basel. You saw that in the hackathon. But at the end of the day, she said that Miami is so used to changing itself. Miami is so used to reinventing itself as a city. So she said that even though FTX collapsed, even if crypto didn't have the stronghold anymore, at some point, the city would be fine. It will find something else. It's just like Vegas. Spring break's coming up. You know, they're they're going to be fine. <laughs> it's transient, right? And it's a city that transforms itself constantly. It, like, evolves. You know, you know, in the early 80s, it used to be um, a city where if you go to South Beach, there was a ton of old people in rocking chairs and like Europeans who were topless on the beach. And then over the years, you know, it turned into this like fun playground for young people. And then now it turned into this um, innovation tech hub. But in the future, it can become something else. Um, you know, it can transform into this, you know, uh, capital of capitals that people are trying to make Miami be. Um, you know, we have a lot of people coming from Tel Aviv, a lot of really, really large unicorn factories that want to put their flag here and make Miami the next Silicon Valley. Okay, so Miami is the next Silicon Valley. <laughs> is that the sense that people gave you? Like, I'm just wondering about what, what's next? Like, what's next for Miami? You mentioned all of the optimism among the different crypto people, but like, are they working on specific things and how maybe it how does it tie into what's going on with Miami and its crypto push? Right. I think the story of Miami is probably very similar to the story of the crypto community in so many places. And that is the fact that people are still building. They are still trying to roll out products. It's a harder space. You know, I talked to a lot of VCs. I talked to people who are seeking funds, and it's certainly more challenging than it was in, say, 2021 when markets were faring a lot better. I should also say that Miami, under Suarez, they are still very much pushing for crypto companies to come down there. They haven't changed tax. I think Roxette really put it best, though, in that Miami, it's an appealing place to live. The weather is awesome. The beach is right there. And as they get more infrastructure and they get more banks and financial institutions, it's really going to grow and has a pretty solid selling point for other businesses to come down there. So yeah, like Roxette said, right now it's crypto. Who knows what it might be moving forward? She had a guess that maybe it will be tech more generally setting up camp in Miami as a hub. Whether that's true or not is yet to be seen, but I do see what she's saying. There is a certain energy and there is a certain appeal to Miami that I don't think is going to go away. To all of our editors listening, Carly and I are free to go to Miami 
whenever you guys need us to. <laughs> yeah, the office there was similar the Bloomberg to the one office. here. Yeah, the Bloomberg office. It was They're set up the exact same, same snacks. We're free to go. Yeah, anytime. I can pack my bags right now. Yeah, I yeah, agree. I'm happy to go down. <laughs> well, Carly, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. That was Bloomberg reporter Carly Wana. You can find more of her reporting on the Bloomberg Terminal and on Bloomberg.com. For more, be sure to check out our twice-weekly newsletter, Bloomberg Crypto. This is Bloomberg Crypto, a daily podcast from Bloomberg and iHeartRadio. For more shows from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Send us your comments, questions, or suggestions for the show to crypto at Bloomberg.net. The supervising producer of Bloomberg Crypto is Vicky Vergolina. Our senior producer is Janet Babin. Our producers are Mohamed Farouk and Sharon Barrero. Our associate producers are Ty Butler and Moses Undam. Desta Wonderad is our engineer. Original music by Leo Sidron. I'm Stacey Marie Ishmael. We'll be back tomorrow. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.